Yo, what's good, everybody? You're now tuned in to Crockpot Conversations with Anthony D. Sparks. As you all know, this is a place where I try to talk about issues that are practical, hopefully in a way that's powerful, to try to give you something that's portable. Thanks so much for listening, and please make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast, because of course, without your five stars, I ain't getting very far. This is episode three, and I'm so, so excited because I think it's necessary to go ahead and hit on an issue that all of us experience, and honestly, some of us more often than others, and that is the feeling of blah. Yeah, you know, yeah, just B-L-A-H, that feeling of just, ugh. Yeah, it's that feeling that just kind of jumps up on you, seemingly out of nowhere, and leaves you feeling like, man, I just ain't here for this today. It's that feeling that strikes a couple of hours or days after you've just experienced something great. Or it's that feeling that really makes no sense at all because in the big scheme of things, I mean, you're doing all right. Like you've got fam and friends that love you and you got a decent amount of money in the account and you got a roof to sleep under, a bed to sleep in, a car to drive and you got stuff to do. So why on earth are you feeling like you're feeling? Well, hopefully I can give a little insight to help us navigate the blah. So sit tight. Let me get in a quick word from one of our sponsors and I'll be right back to dive up into this thing. All right, sit tight. Welcome back to episode three of Crockpod Conversations. And today we're talking about I feel so blah. So let me just say this on the front end. I don't propose to have all the answers. All right. But what I hopefully do have for you is some insight that can speak to why we feel like this sometimes and maybe give some suggestions on what we can do about it in order to navigate it and get around it. And so um, let's just kind of jump into it, y'all. Look, there are five causes of the blah that I've identified, at least when it comes to me um, in my life. And so the first thing is this. I usually find that my blah hits a lot because of comparison. Yeah, comparison is that insatiable appetite to want more on my plate instead of appreciating what's already in my belly. I'm going to say that one more time. Comparison is when that insatiable appetite to want more on my plate overrides me appreciating what's already in my belly. And so here's what I mean. I've got a wonderful wife, two amazing sons, a beautiful home. Um, I'm my own boss. I've got uh, a great family, uh, an awesome network of friends I love doing life with. And yet, blah, still creeps in. I've come to realize, though, it's not because I don't appreciate my blessings because Lord knows I do. But rather, it's because I see other folks blessings and I wonder how, like, how did they get that or how are they doing this or how was she able to make those or how does he have time for them? And so when I get to thinking like that, can I be real with you? Um, I've now come to the realization that it's, you know, jealousy straight up. (laughs) I I hate to admit it and I cringe when I say it, but sometimes I have a tendency to be jealous. But here's the thing, though. It's not that I wish they didn't have it. It's just that I wish I had it, too. 
And and so when that's your thought process, though, it's real easy to get caught up in feeling blah. But here's the thing, y'all. You can't pray hard enough to get something that ain't meant for you. And you can't work hard enough to take something away from somebody that's supposed to be theirs. And so I've come to you know realize that we lack perspective sometimes because we can be so nearsighted, meaning that we struggle to see the bigger picture around us. And that is while we're craving the blessings that somebody else has, a lot of times those same folks are craving some of the blessings that we already have. And so it's like this vicious, never ending cycle or circle. And so think about it like this. The the Facebook friend whose vacations you're jealous of wishes she had a family like yours to go on those vacations with. The dude with the six figure salary that you wish you had wishes that he could go on date nights and just sit up on the couch with his family like you do. But he can't because to make those six figures, he has to work an extra six hours every day. And then the Instagram model whose body you wish you had is sitting up wishing she could eat that meal that you just posted. It's perspective, man. And so, look, it doesn't change overnight. But if we can at least get our minds working to realize that comparison is a cancer and it's killing us, then maybe we can refocus on what we do have and quit spazzing on what we don't have. And so here's something I want you to do. Every time you think about something you don't have, think of something you do have to counteract that. And let's see how that lineup or how that list looks in comparison. All right. So that's the first reason comparison I found um, is a reason that blah hits in my life. Um, The second reason I found that blah hits is because of success. And now this is one of the weirdest feelings in the world until you realize that it actually ain't weird at all. See, when you step back and think about it, it makes a lot of sense. And here's why. A lot of times when we experience that mountaintop vibe where, you know, everything is clicking and you're at the top of your game and you're getting some shine and you're peak performing. While it's amazing, it's also unsustainable. Think about it like this. If someone climbs Mount Everest, it takes on average about two months. Two months to climb that mountain. Now, if you're successful at doing it, when you get to the top, it's so high that unless you've got just an extra supply of oxygen, (laughs) most people faint within two to three minutes. So look at this. It takes you two months to get somewhere that you'll only last two minutes. And so when I was researching this Mount Everest thing, something I found out, though, is that there are people who are able to last longer. And the ones who do last longer have completely acclimated their body to the climate and conditions while they've been on the journey. So when they get to the top, it's like they've already been at the top. So what that says to me is this. We have got to start finding joy in the journey. See, more than likely, the travel to get there is going to be longer than the time we spend there. And so we got to appreciate the experiences along the path while also conditioning ourselves to handle the experience at the pinnacle. If we're able to do that, then we'll be less likely to crash or faint because the focus is not on living at the top, 
but on carving out a nice place to settle down once the air at the top gets too hard to breathe. So while you're on your way, please make sure that you're constantly conditioning yourself so that once you get there, you can handle the pressure of being there. Second reason is success. All right. The third reason I see blah hit again, at least in my life, is because I can have unrealistic self expectations. Yeah. In other words, y'all, man, I'm you know I'm hard on myself, and 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 I realize that you know as 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 people, we're real hard on ourselves. Look, it's one thing to be your biggest critic. It's another thing to be your biggest enemy. I can't tell you how many times I felt like a failure, especially on this entrepreneurial journey, right? I felt like a failure at various times in my relationship with God, simply because there have been times where I haven't fully trusted him. Excuse me. I felt like a failure with my family because as you know, they get up and get dressed and get ready for work and school. Here I am at the house chilling in my t-shirt and shorts feeling like a bum um i felt like a failure with my friends because a lot of times you know it's hard to talk to them when it seems like you know they're so certain of their situations and my stuff seems so uncertain so you know while they've got their salaries and 401ks and vacation plans i'm feeling crazy because i'm still waiting on the check from a previous client (laughs) but here's what's crazy about all that everybody I felt like I'm failing has never expressed the thought to me. So it's not that God or my family or my friends are beating up on me. It's me beating up on myself. And while that could have some minor value, it can also be extremely unhealthy. The reason why is because it's masochistic behavior. And a masochist is somebody who gets pleasure from receiving pain and punishment. And in this case, it's me punishing myself out of fear that if I don't do it first, somebody else is going to do it for me. And, you know, while that might not seem too bad, the fact of the matter is this. Whether it's me beating up on me or somebody else beating up on me, hurt is hurt. And honestly, y'all... Me beating up on myself hurts more than somebody else beating up on me because while I can escape another person, I can never get away from myself. And that's why I got to do a better job of not only accepting the grace that God is constantly offering me, but of giving myself a little grace and giving myself a little space to be human. We got to do a better job of that. So, We got to get rid of these unrealistic self-expectations that cause blah to set in. The fourth reason that I've seen blah come is from dreams deferred. Or in other words, dreams that are slow in getting to you. So look at it like this. You used to be so excited. Or maybe you still are. All right. Maybe there's something that you're excited about. All right. and, And here you are chasing this dream and you're using your gifts and you're drawing from the various experiences you've had and things are moving and then all of a sudden they're not. I mean, there's nothing like the feeling of stopped momentum. It's like you had all these amazing ideas that you just knew would be groundbreaking and then nobody stepped up to support them. 
It's like you had these crazy, unique plans, but then nobody stepped up to invest in them. And then you got these gifts that you just know can set the world on fire. But you keep running into more water than wood. So while you just had something you were excited to get up out of the bed for, you now find yourself with an attitude like you've been waking up on the wrong side of it every morning. But here's the thing. I'm good with you being frustrated. I'm good with you being disappointed, saddened. You can even be pissed off because your dreams haven't taken off yet. I'm good with that. You're human. You absolutely have that right to feel like you feel. All right, I'm good with it. But what I'm not good with is you giving up. See, just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it won't. But one thing I can guarantee is that if you quit, you'll never be fulfilled. And the reason why is because if you know that your dream is what you were born to do, then even in the midst of feeling blah, even in the midst of that, all right, because it hadn't taken off yet, your dream is still a part of you. And if you give up on it, it means you're giving up on you. So don't do that. All right. In spite of how you feel, keep working, keep creating, keep crafting, keep moving. The phone call or the email or the meeting is going to come, but only if you're willing to stay sharp in order to secure it once it does. All right. So don't let dreams deferred get you into a place of blah. All right. Fifth and final reason I want to highlight for or as a cause for the blah is probably the one that all of us can universally relate to. And that is, I don't know why, I don't know what, but for some reason, I just ain't feeling it right now. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm just not feeling it, plain and simple. And y'all know what I'm talking about. Those days or even weeks or even those on off months sometimes of life where for some reason you just cannot seem to get it together. I mean, you're going through the motions. You just, you know, almost zombie like just kind of wondering no real purpose, no real emotion, no real drive or zest or zeal for life. You just blah. And look, we've all had it. All right. So for me, what I found in those times uh, is that there are a few things that that work to kind of help me get out of that that blah place. All right. And so the first thing is this. Don't let your blah make you a bleep. Yeah, don't let your blah make you a bleep. B-L-E-E-P. In other words, don't allow what you're feeling internally to spill over and make you mistreat folks. All right. Everybody has days where they are not at their best. But what you never want to happen is to react in a way that makes people still think the worst about you once you decide you're back to feeling your best. All right. Sometimes you can go um, a little too far and there's a, a thin line or a fine line between folks being understanding and you just being a complete butthole to be nice as possible about it. <laughs> All right. So don't let your blah make you a bleep. The second thing that's helped me um, kind of get out of that, that, that place when I just ain't feeling it 
for whatever reason is I got to get out of my own way. And what this means is when I find myself feeling like this and I know that I'm really no good, it's time for me to do something that does not require me doing much of anything. Yeah. And so maybe that's going to a movie, um, binge watching a new show on Netflix or something or just just doing something that doesn't really require me getting all in my head over analyzing stuff because I can have a tendency to get all in my head and overanalyze stuff to the point of, um, as they say, um, paralysis by analysis. All right. Sometimes I just got to take a step back and do nothing so that I can be able to take a step forward and do everything I need to. Third and final thing to help me get out of the blah when I'm just kind of just not feeling it for, you know, whatever reason is uh, I get around some folks who love me and can help lift me out of my funk. Yeah, see, when you're around folks who care about you, they'll be a little more patient with you and not too judgy. So even if you are a little nasty, they'll give you a little room or a little more room to vent, but they'll also put you in your place if you go too far. And so look, I can't tell you how many times um, a dinner with my family or um, being around some of the folks in, in my small group from church, um, you know, just, just kind of just, just being in the mix like that. Those things have, have completely lifted my spirits when I was feeling like crap on multiple occasions. Right. So that's the thing, y'all believe it or not, you're not by yourself, um, in the blah of life. All right. It's more people actually out there that's going through it than you realize, but not everybody is willing to admit it because we got to be so picture perfect and we got to keep up appearances and be, you know, social media savvy and always look like we got it all together. While once we log off, we're sitting up suffering in silence. But look, I refuse to be a part of that conspiracy anymore. Now, now there are days where I'm at my best and there are days when I feel like an absolute mess. All right. But I know that if I can just kill the comparisons, if I can be as happy with the journey as I think I will be with the destination, if I can just quit being so freaking hard on myself and not only accept God's grace, but also be willing to give me a little grace too. And if I can hang on to the dream, even if it's slow in coming true, and if I'm willing to not take my bad days out on good people, then the blah will never get the best of me. All right. So that's all I got today, y'all. Um, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And if so, please, please, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. If you want to keep the conversation going, uh, please join the Facebook group titled Crock Pod Conversations. And if you're interested in potentially working with me, please hit me up at www.anthonydsparks.com or feel free to shoot me an email at contact at anthonydsparks.com. Thank y'all so much for listening. Look, I'm already looking forward to the next time and I hope y'all are too. I'm gonna talk to you soon. I'm out.